0: Welcome into the platform podcast, Kettlebell Fat Blast Edition. I am your host, Jordan Kundy Wright, founder and head coach of the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club. On these special episodes, I'm going to tell you about my own personal journey to get into the best shape of my life, and it's about to get real. I'm going to take you on this journey with me and tell you about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and share all of the successes and struggles along the way. I'm going to talk to you about the frameworks and methods that I'm applying to accomplish this goal and the why behind them without the BS and fluff that you see on social media every day. So follow me uh, at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club on Instagram and Facebook. Go to our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com or reach out to me via email, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. And if you enjoy the content, please leave me a five-star rating and review and share on social media to help me grow my impact. And as always, please support the podcast by supporting the affiliates listed in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I am glad you're here. All right, welcome into this week's episode of the platform podcast, Kettlebell Fat Blast edition. Now I am trying something new here where I am actually live streaming this on Facebook in my Kettlebell Fat Blast community group. Um, So if you're not a part of that group, I would highly recommend that you go join. There will be a couple of questions that you need to answer uh, in order to sign up. Um, but all you have to do is agree to the rules, answer a couple of questions, and it is free to join. And I will be uh, doing live streams like this uh, and recording them and, and reusing that that audio later uh, as part of the podcast. Um, so <clears throat> if you prefer to see video feeds, you can definitely see that and then you'll be able to... To to watch me live as I as I talk about these things, um, you know. And if you prefer just to listen on the podcast, uh, you can do that as well. And the recordings will be posted in the group, so you can always go back later uh, and see uh, the videos. Yeah. So this will be uh, an interesting experiment to see how this goes. I'm going to have to learn this technology. It will give me less of an opportunity to uh, do audio editing, or no opportunity to do audio editing for the at least for the video feed, I guess I can go back and extract and edit audio for the podcast later. But uh, yeah, so we're going to, I I just, I like so badly want to do like the, the Bill O'Reilly, you know, fuck it, we'll do it live. Uh, Because that's really what we're doing. Um, If it's your first time listening to the podcast, uh, I swear. Um, So just be aware of that trigger warning, I guess. Um, Yeah, I cuss like a sailor, so uh, it's kind of a problem sometimes. I I try not to do it too much on the podcast, um, but uh, yeah, I don't always do that. I'm a person who swears, and I'm not ashamed of that, but welcome in. Thank you so much for listening. Um, These episodes are me talking through more about my own personal health and fitness journey, uh, the frameworks that I'm applying in my own life and that I also apply with my clients um, you know, that are looking for either weight loss or performance or, uh, well, I don't have any clients that are bulking right now, but you know, if people were looking to add weight, I'm very good at that. I know how to help people gain muscle mass. There's a lot of experience there um, from my time as an offensive lineman in college. So, um, But most of my focus is around people that are either looking to perform better for kettlebell sport or people that are looking to lose some body fat, drop weight, um, or both of those things, but we can't, we can't pursue both of those goals simultaneously, which is uh, a conversation that we've, that we've had, um, you know, about needing, about needing to set your priorities and and needing to have clarity around what your, what your goals are. Um, but so in this, in this episode, I want to talk uh, a little bit about the, the next, the next component of the, uh, of, of the framework, um, but happy 4th of July weekend. Um, this is being recorded on July 7th, um, and I got to tell you, this past weekend was really, I had a really interesting experience. Um, we went to the Ham Lake Freedom Festival, which is uh, just north of the Twin Cities, about like 35 or 40 minutes north of downtown Minneapolis, um, a, a smaller a smaller town, which was great. You know, they had the fire truck with the the ladder extended and a huge flag flying, and a bunch of police officers showing their cars, um, which was great for the kids. And they had a couple of bouncy houses, and they had live music, and of course a fireworks display later that night. They had food trucks and vendors and they had uh, an American Ninja Warrior style obstacle course for the kids like but made with just like you know foam pads uh, gymnastics pads and stuff like that and they had a gymnastics bar so the kids could could work on doing their spins and things like that and it was it was really cool it was a fun experience and it was just me and my wife Stephanie um, and she passed the NCLEX by the way so I am so fucking excited for that Uh, my wife has been studying for two years, basically, uh, to get her nursing license. And she was going to start graduate school for nursing. The plan was right after our kids uh, started going to school full time, our son was going to be in five day a week, full day preschool, and our daughter was going to be in full day kindergarten. So I was like, okay, finally, she'll have some time to study. Um, You know, she'll be able to study during the day and go to class during the day. Uh, She still works in the evenings at the ER. uh, So she was working, but it seemed like good timing because finally our kids were going to be old enough to go to sc- go to school full time during the days. And then, of course, COVID happened, and instead of instead of having kids in school, my wife is taking nursing courses uh, at home on her computer while also facilitating my kids being on remote learning via Zoom for kindergarten and preschool, and still working. So it was a Massive amount of stress, a massive amount of work, and she just crushed it. I mean, she did so awesome. She graduated with distinction, and then she went and took the NCLEX, um, which was amazing. And then we went camping for a few days while while we waited uh, for her to get the results. Uh, we were we were mostly off of the grid, which was probably good because she had some things to distract her while she waited for her results. And of course she passed because she's brilliant and she works incredibly hard. Uh, and she committed to the entire time her commitment in the process was learning the skills necessary to be a great nurse. She didn't just go to regurgitate uh, information and then forget it. She actually has been acquiring knowledge to be a great nurse. Um, and so she passed. So That was super exciting. But uh, getting back to my story, (laughs) sorry for the diversion. Um, When we came home from all of that uh, camping, she was naturally uh, tired and didn't want to go interact with uh, you know other people that she had to talk to at uh, Fourth of July parties, which we did get invited to, but we we did not attend. So sorry um, if we bowed out. But uh, we went to this Ham Lake this Ham Lake Freedom Festival and. Had such a great time, um, and it was really interesting for me because the kids were just playing uh, on that American Ninja Warrior obstacle course. They played on for hours and hours, and it was great because you know it's physical activity, and you know the kids love it, and they're getting better at it as they practice. And there was uh, a few things that were really interesting for me about it. the The people watching is always super interesting, and seeing the the microcosm of America in Ham Lake where you know, it's close enough to the Twin Cities that you get people from the Twin Cities like me, uh, but it's also far enough out state that you get people from out state. So you get kind of the the red and the blue, so to speak, uh, collide a little bit. You know, which was which was definitely interesting to hear some of the conversations and things like that. But also, just as I was watching the kids and seeing different kids play and how kids play and and looking, and there was one kid in particular that caught my attention and it honestly broke my heart because this kid was probably nine, eight or nine years old. Uh, I'm really bad at guessing kids ages, but you know, that would be my guess like nine or 10 years old, maybe eight, but he was at this point in his life, probably already, I would say 50 to 60 pounds overweight, Um, very overweight for a child, his age and size. And he was, on the American Ninja Warrior obstacle course, and I felt so bad for this kid because he would not do any of the jumping. He wouldn't jump onto an obstacle. He wouldn't even try. He would step onto an obstacle and then maybe jump off of it, um, maybe not. And he was just walking through the course, and his his parents were, you know, trying to encourage him and to 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 chide him on. Um, but it became painfully obvious to me uh, that this kid was incredibly self-conscious about his body already and felt like he couldn't do what was being asked of him in this obstacle course. Um, And so he just kind of walked through it and went through the motions and didn't really want to try. And it honestly broke my heart. It really, it was really hard for me to see. It brought back painful memories for, for me from being an overweight kid, but I was even though I was overweight, I was, I was athletic and I still tried all the things and did all the sports and did all the things. So I never, I never was at at that point, you know, but I've felt, I felt that way in my life too, where I've, I was big enough where I felt like I couldn't do the things I wanted to do. And it was, it was just super painful to watch and to see a kid that was that young, already feel out of place and feel uncomfortable, feel like his body can't do what he wants it to, or, you know, to not be able to participate in life fully as a child, because he's already overweight and significantly so. Um it just it just broke my heart. And then, you know, later on I went to get food for uh for our family and I went to one of the one of the food trucks there where they were grilling and, you know, I look at the menu and the options are single cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, single hamburger, double hamburger, hot dog, cheese curds, mini donuts chicken sandwich and that was it and so i asked um you know is the chicken sandwich fried fully anticipating that the answer was going to be yes of course it's fried but no it was actually a grilled chicken sandwich and i was like great so i can get a grilled chicken sandwich i know what i'm having um can i get lettuce and tomato and onion on that uh you know just trying to get some vegetables in with my grilled chicken sandwich and they're like nope it's too hot we don't have any vegetables so it's just a chicken breast on a bun i'm like okay better than better than nothing. (laughs) So, uh, so I got myself a chicken breast on a bun and, uh, you know, my wife wanted a burger and my kids both wanted burgers. So they got burgers, which is fine, right? Um, not, not terrible options, right? You, you can, you can certainly do much worse than that. Um, but while I was waiting in line, because it was a substantial line, small cooktop, you know, uh, et cetera, the parents of that child came and ordered food and, their order, frankly, uh, just, again, made me sad, and it, I, it was just one of those things It's like, of course, uh, the kid is going to be overweight, and of course, the parents are going to be overweight, because what they ordered was a double cheeseburger, a double cheeseburger, single cheeseburger for the kid, two orders of cheese curds, and two orders of mini donuts, and three Coca-Colas, and it just made me want to cry, because it is heartbreaking to me to see the state of our country and the state of health and wellness in our country right now, because as I sat and observed the crowd more and more throughout the day, especially after that, that moment, I really started looking at at just the the general composition of the crowd and how, and how I saw so many people who were incredibly unhealthy and making unhealthy choices as well. Um, You know, And it just made me incredibly sad because there are so many systemic problems that come from, you know, I mean, just looking at the available food choices at this festival, you know, that one truck was one of only a handful of options. And the other ones were, you know, things on sticks that were deep fried pizza, um, you know, a lemonade stand, things that you would expect at a festival. Right. And I understand a festival, you know, a festival food is not the healthiest foods you don't expect to go to the the state fair or whatever and get the and get the healthiest options. I know that. Everybody knows that. But the the absence of any healthy options was incredibly uh, I mean I shouldn't say absence there was there was one healthy option well of, of the grilled chicken breast which I, I found and made that my choice. So yay me um, I don't say that for any for any moral superiority, I very seriously considered getting a, uh, a chicken and waffles on a stick, um, just because it sounded fascinating and, and delicious. Um, but I, I'm, I didn't. I got the grilled chicken breast. Um, but just seeing how few options there were for people to make healthy choices, there weren't a lot of healthy options. You ha- and you had to go looking for it. You know, so it just made me. It made me look around more and just realize that there's. There's a lot of people that need help. There are so many people that need help and maybe they know the choices that they should be making, but they don't feel motivated to make them, or maybe they just don't know. Um, I'm not really sure. But what I do know is that there is a problem that needs to be addressed um, and people like myself and and, in others really need to take up the mantle of trying to do something about it um, because it, it is a serious threat in this country. It is a serious problem. It isn't like an existential threat for our well-being. You know, our life expectancy went down post-COVID. Um, you know, and significantly more for people of color. Um, you know, there are there are systemic issues that need to be addressed. But just in general, our population is less healthy than it used to be. Significantly more so. Significantly more people are overweight or obese. Um, there are significant health issues and. That is going to come to roost at some point. You know, it's it's going to continue to have uh, negative effects on it. But but more importantly, for individuals, it just is going to be not a good way to live your life. And being unhealthy is not is not a way to be. And I know that from having experienced it. You know, um, waking up sore because your your back and your knees and your ankles and your feet hurt because you're a hundred pounds overweight is is much less enjoyable than waking up sore in your quads and your shoulders and your chest because you crushed a workout yesterday and you pushed your physical limitations, right? Uh, very, very different experiences. And I just, I just really want to do something about that. And I really want to, I really want to continue this, this mission that I've, that I've been on and I'm just, I'm just really passionate about it, and the more that more examples of things like that that I see, the more it makes me feel like I need to do more, and I need to be broadening my audience and trying to figure out resources that that I can give people access to, and and continue putting information out uh, to help as many people as I can. Um, So. That's part of the reason for doing the Facebook live. That's the reason for creating the Kettlebell Fat Blast group. Um, That is a free community to join. Um, I'm going to be posting information there. I'm hoping to build a, 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 a group of a community of people that are accountable and uh encouraging and positive and that's one of the bylaws of the of the group is good vibes only, no trolling, no, you know, no being cruel or saying mean things. Um just people that that want help or that want to help one another or want to inspire one another. Um and you know you can post up you know videos of your workouts, you can ask questions, whatever, but I'm I'm gonna be putting content out in there, resources, videos, um, etc. Um to, to really try and try and build a a free resource to help people um in in anybody who's looking for for help losing weight using kettlebells it won't be specific to kettlebell sport it is not specific to kettlebell sport um not that i won't share kettlebell sport stuff in there um but it will be it's intentionally built around things that are not kettlebell sport related because i think that's also important Um, i realized that not everyone does kettlebell sport. Not everyone has any interest in doing kettlebell sport. Um, But if you're interested in kettlebells, you have kettlebells and you're interested in losing weight. um, I think that's a great community. Um, I want to build it into a great community. I really hope that you will, um, that you will take a minute and and sign up on Facebook. So it's the kettlebell fat blast is the name of the group on Facebook. Um, Please go sign up there and you know, I hope to see you, I hope to see you there. Um, otherwise, if you're here, subscribe to, uh, <clears throat> subscribe to the podcast, I'm going to keep putting out content. Um, and I'm going to keep, I'm going to, I'm going to start making more, sp- more specific content around weight loss and the frameworks, um, and the things that I've been doing as well as continuing the interviews. Um, but I, I'm just really solidified around that, uh, around that, that mission. Right, that, that mission of of helping others build sustainable, healthy lifestyles is very, very important to me, and it's just become more and more clear to me. Um, so, sorry, that's a really long-winded rant um, as an intro to this. Um, that is not the the topic of today's uh, of today's conversation, although it is it is adjacent um, to it. It is it is part of it. it. It is part of the theme for sure. It's it's not entirely off-topic. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Platform podcast. We'll get back to the episode shortly, but first I wanted to share a few exciting updates about the Twin Cities Kettlebell Open happening here October 23rd in Little Canada, Minnesota. Please go to our website twincitieskettlebellclub.com to register. Our list of sponsors so far include 2 belts from Bellovator, 6 pairs of Ursus barefoot athletic shoes, as well as two Caddy Rock custom-built maces from Cambrin Customs. Other sponsors include Pro Kettlebell, Gaspar Nutrition, and 27 Degrees Apparel. So we have some awesome prizes, and I am very, very excited to welcome you here at the Athlete Lab for our first annual competition. Please take the time and go register, and I look forward to seeing you there. So um, the, the topic for today is the importance of community um, in, in a weight loss journey. You know, so as I'm going through, you know, the framework that, that I've I loosely titled the, the 13 levers of transformation, I may, I may change that at some point, um, it may evolve, it, I may add more, I may subtract some, um, but, you know, some of the things that, that we've talked about already are clarity. Knowing what your goals are, knowing what your what your vision is, the life that you want to build, um, how you want to feel in your body, what you want your body to be able to do, um, as well as what you want it to look like. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with having. Um, there's nothing wrong with having aesthetic goals. Um, I, I I fully reject this idea that you have to love your body as it is and wanting to change it. Is, is incongruous with that. You can love yourself as you are right now and you absolutely fucking should and do that work. And I'm still working on that. I still struggle with that. Um, but loving your body as it is and appreciating it for what it can do and wanting to change it to make it better to improve Um, Because you love yourself and you want to be the best version of yourself is totally fine. Those things can go hand in hand, in my opinion. So having clarity around what that looks like for you and what your goals are, right? So you don't have to lose weight if you don't want to, if you're totally happy with your body, how you look and feel, you know, awesome. You don't, you don't have to want to lose weight, but you can still have performance goals, you can still have things that you want to do, right? So having clarity around the goals that you have in your life, then making a commitment to those goals. So committing to those goals is super important. That's, that's, you know, lever number two, that making that commitment, you you know, publicly, privately, but most importantly, committing to yourself and holding yourself to those commitments is super important, right? And that's not to say that, that's not to say that uh, you have to put a firm timeline on your weight loss goal or your performance goal or whatever. And if you, if you don't hit that Time frame that you committed to that your failure that you, that you lost or whatever, right? Like it, commitment simply means that you are committed to the process, that you're committed to doing the things that you need to do, um, to, to try and make that a reality and that you're not going to quit. You're, you're committed to continuing to make the effort, right? Effort over outcome, always commit to the effort. And then number three is showing up with consistency, Right. And we talked about that in the last episode, the consistency conundrum is what I called it, which I think Mike Milner also called it that. Um, So, you know, shout out to Mike. I didn't necessarily mean to steal it from him, um, but maybe I did, but I think I actually thought of it before he said it. It doesn't matter anyways. And the conundrum of consistency is that um, there are things that you can be consistent on in the short term, um, but that you can't that you can't be consistent on in the long term. So, so there's consistency slash sustainability, right? Um, you might be able to be super consistent on training six days a week and eating, you know, a very clean, you know, quote unquote clean diet to to lose weight and to get healthy in in the short term, right? But can you eat that way in perpetuity? Can you continue? to work out six days a week because what you, what it took for you to achieve it is likely what it will take for you to keep it. Right. So you need to make sure that the manner within which you are achieving the goals that you're pursuing um, are sustainable, because otherwise that consistency that you that you are striving for um, and that you need in order to achieve achieve a goal is done in a sustainable way. Because if it's not done in a sustainable way, you won't be able to keep that consistency because willpower fades, motivation fades. Um, it is only things that are done in a way that that are habitually consistent realistic to fit into your life over the long term, right? And you have to do it in a habit stacking incremental fashion, right? Going whole hog, all in, balls to the wall, whatever you want to call it, ham, um, only works in the short periods. And it's okay to have short periods of those types of focus if there's an exit strategy. If there's an exit strategy to get you to a consistent place, it's okay to have those periods of intensity. And I would say even desirable sometimes you have to have those phases where like, no, I am intentionally going hard after my goals, but I know this diet phase is only lasting for two months max. And then I'm going to maintain, I'm going to, I'm going to maintain that weight loss, right? You, you can't consistently be doing weight loss, fat loss, long, long-term, and then, trying to keep that going forever and ever and ever because that's how you end up crushing your metabolism, you know, metabolic downregulation happens, you crush your hormones, you know, etc, and not that it can't be repaired, you can't break your metabolism, it's just adaptive, um, but you can, you can make it very, very difficult, and it can take a lot of time uh, to repair uh, damage if you if you aren't doing it in a consistent sustainable way so that's that was lever number three is consistency and today lever number four is community and you can tell that that's been on my mind a lot and you know i'm thinking about it so much for for a number of reasons um you know the, the the primary reason for me is that i i love my team uh the twin cities kettlebell club the 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 group of human beings that, that work with me on kettlebell sport. Um, we do kettlebell sport training three times a week via zoom. Um, and they, they show up consistently in, um, the people that, the people that are part of that group of people, um, hold each other accountable, which I'm loving seeing, um, the, the iron sharpens iron thing is, is so true. You know, um, And even people that are part of that team that can't make it to the zoom trainings are still challenging each other and holding each other accountable. You know, I'll give, you know, shout out to, to Zion, the lion, Blake Leone. Um, he's, he's a guy, you know, Viking war beard, pushing Tim Boyer, big Tim, those two are going back and forth, um, tagging each other on social media, you know, um, looking at the workouts that they're getting prescribed and being like, Hey, I, I hit you know, 20 RPMs on my jerks with the twenties in my last set. What did you do? Oh, I got 24, right. Challenging each other, pushing each other, holding each other accountable. And I see them, you know, mentioning like, uh, ah, didn't want to train today, but I knew big Tim was going to be out there crushing it. So I did, or vice versa, right. Really pushed myself. Cause I saw that Blake put up, you know, 21 reps in his, in his last interval or whatever, right. Like that is so important. And it, it makes me so happy to see people doing that it makes me incredibly happy to know that um, if I can't make it to a zoom session because I'm camping with my with my wife, you know, and my kids, um, that the team is still going to jump on. You know, and there's still going to be you know a handful of people that will jump on and train together, whether I'm there leading them or not. Now, obviously, I love to be there leading them as often as I can be, and I'm more often than not on. Uh, it's uh, very much a priority for me, but uh, it is great to see that the community is there to to support each other and that they continue to show up even even when I'm not there. Like that is super super important and. We can tell you one of the reasons this is a, a, a lever in, in the, the transformation framework is because the research backs up the importance of community. It's incredibly, incredibly important to have a community of people that support you. I mean, we can all probably think about examples in our life where you've had somebody that helps keep you accountable, or you've had a group of people that you show up for because you know they're counting on you, or you know that they're going to be there and you don't want to let them down. Being part of a group of people that hold each other accountable helps build sustainable habits and it helps you power through when the motivation isn't necessarily there for you individually because we're communal animal. The reason human beings evolved into an apex predator or to the top of the food chain uh, is because we could band together and work as a unit to overcome individual animals that might have more size, speed, strength, et cetera, than us we can solve problems together and work together and we evolved into a communal animal. We care very much about what other people think of us. We respond to challenge uh, from groups. The tribalism that we see both positively and negatively in the current climate is a result of the importance of community. We want to self-identify. We want to find our group of people that we belong with, right? So community is all about finding your crew and you want to find the crew of people that make you better. That is so important. Don't surround yourself with people who don't challenge you. Don't surround yourself with people who bring you down, right? If you surround yourself with people who skip workouts or don't work out or drink too much or whatever, right? That's going to bring you down. So you have to find the crew of people who elevate you, find the people that make you a better person, right? And it might mean that you have to cut some people out of your life who are not part of that crew, or it can just happen naturally by attrition, right? You, you spend more time with the people who challenge you, but you have less time available for the people who don't. And that's okay. It's okay to lose people along the way that are no longer part of your growth path right? That, that's an okay thing to have happen. It's a natural part of life. I know it can be sad to admit that, but that's part of life in my opinion, right? So, you know, and the, the cool thing is the science backs up the importance of community. Like there was a, a meta-analysis of 27 studies found that community support improves weight loss results, right? So that's pretty substantial. 27 studies is a, is a large... Fairly large sample size, and they they found that you know uh, different examples of community support improve results for people that are trying to lose weight. It helps them lose more weight. It helps them keep them, keep it off longer, right? So having having a community support helps improve your results. Um, there's also there's also just really interesting research on um, on the impact of of working out with other people, interacting with people after a workout, actually shortens the recovery time. Which I find super fascinating. You, you go, we'll use CrossFit as an example, right? And they've got a great community of people. People love to dog on CrossFit, but one of the things that CrossFit has done so well is build a community of like-minded people who push each other. And they, there can be detriment to that, right? You have people that push each other too hard, or you get too competitive. And you know, if you can't, if you can't put a governor on that and temper that a little bit, you can get hurt, right? But for the most part, I think it's, it's, it's really a good thing. They've built an incredible community and they've actually found that when you do super intense exercise and then go talk to other people, talk to other people afterwards, that shared experience, right? You know, you, you finish your, you finish your wad and you're crushed and you're just laying on the ground in a pool of your own sweat. And then when you can finally get up and move, you go talk to your other teammate and be like oh how did you do what time did you finish that sucked didn't it or that was super fun man i i can't believe i did all those wall balls or i can't believe i you know i can't believe we did the we did as many toes to bar as we did you know whatever you know but you have that conversation and that communal time actually shortens recovery from that workout which is crazy to me Uh, but it I think, and I think the the, <clears throat> the study authors uh, theorized or hypothesized that it was because it activates the parasympathetic nervous system, the things that slow down. So you go from fight or flight response uh, into communal conversation, it activates the rest, digest, and uh, it releases, you know, oxytocin, which is our connection neurotransmitter Um you know, so there, there, there are hypothesized reasons why that is true, but I just found that super interesting, right? So the science backs up that community is important. So I just have a few tips or ways that you can go about uh, building a community or finding a community, right? Find your crew. Um, <clears throat> so first, I, I've, you know, got to say, start with your primary care doctor. Um, that is always important when we're talking in the context of exercise, weight loss, um, whatever, a healthy lifestyle, um, start with talking to your doctor. So You know, legally, I'm covering my butt here a little bit, obviously. Um, But I do genuinely believe that's important. You should have a primary care doctor. Um, You should go get your physical every year. You should talk to your primary care doctor if you have any questions and find a primary care doctor that you like. Um, I just recently changed my primary care doctor because when I first moved here, I just signed up with the first doctor I could get an appointment with. And I was like, "Ah, I only go to the doctor once a year anyways. So how important could it really be? Um, but she's like a 60 something or late 50 something year old Chinese woman. And I have nothing in common with her. After talking to her more than a couple of times, it was literally just, you know, checking boxes and, you know. And so I changed to, I did some research and I changed to another partner at her facility who's the same age as me, has kids, is active, um, is, is a male, right? Um, and those things matter it's okay to acknowledge that that you want to have your doctor be similar age gender race right all of those things matter because that contextually uh, it helps them understand uh maybe how to provide better care for you and that's not to say that my previous doctor wasn't wasn't a good doctor she was but i found it easier to talk to my current doctor which makes it more likely i'm going to bring things up with him if i have questions or if i have comments or concerns right so start with your primary care doctor find a doctor that works for you um, do your physicals all of those things right that's that's not community so much as, I mean, it's, it's part of like building your, building out your support, right? <clears throat> And with that in mind, the other, the next, the next one I had was uh, it's okay to build a team of, of providers too. Like, so for me, I have my primary care doctor. um, I have my chiropractor, which we just had a new chiropractor that opened like literally across the street from me, which is fantastic. I love it. Um, He's super close by and I I get to see him because of that proximity a couple of times a week, which is awesome. Um, I have a, I have a movement therapist, you know, a physical therapist who's, who's helped me deal with other issues, right? uh have you know I'm a masseuse, a soft tissue person, somebody that can do work on your, you know, do body work, right? Um <clears throat> any number of 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 people can be a part of your of your team, a nutritionist, a personal trainer, uh whatever, right? So as much as your as much as your means allow, um, you can build out a team of providers, right? Um so those are those are a couple of things, right? Uh, talk to your significant other. There's probably nobody more important to have on your team than the person that you spend the most time with. So assuming you have a significant other, um, get that person on board, talk to them, let them know what your goals are, Um, support them as well. Ask them what their goals are and see how can you, how can you help? Um, That's, that's super important. And, you know, I don't know about y'all, but like, you know, my wife sees all of the good, the bad and the ugly. Right. So if uh, I told her that I'm, trying to lose weight or whatever. And she sees that I'm making unhealthy choices. Like, Hey, maybe you shouldn't grab that, you know, glass of whiskey, or maybe you, you know, maybe you shouldn't get McDonald's. Not that I eat McDonald's. I actually haven't eaten McDonald's in quite a while, but you know, that's just an example, right? Your significant other is probably going to be more likely to call you out. And they're probably going to be more likely to see the things that, you know, other people that don't live with you, Um, don't see, right? It's it's always easy to forget or to not be as aware. Um, so having having somebody that's that's there constantly it can be part of your community and building your support system, right? Uh, next one I, I had was you know find an accountability buddy or a group, right? Um, I, I have you know one of one of uh, one of my clients, uh, Anora, has had uh, an accountability group that they would check in with each other via text, send each other you know, their workout numbers or your, their sleep scores. You know, I check in with, with Bobby Hicks sometimes on, uh, you know, whether or not I got my, my aura ring said that I got a 90 on my sleep score one day. And I was like, yes, you know, I finally cracked 90 and I sent it to him and he got a 92, (laughs) you know, so I'm like, ah, you bastard. Um, but you know, those things are good, right? Having people that you check in with or having a group of people that you check in with, um, you know, can be, can be super, super, super important and super helpful you know, and that can be in person via text, via phone, or, you know, the next one I I put was you could join an online community, right? Um, Tim Boyer, Big Tim, you know, started getting uh, community support through Reddit, and, you know, post stuff on Reddit, there are Facebook groups, like the one that I've started, Joe Daniels has a 50 swings and things a day Facebook group, Uh, Kettlebell Kings has, you know, 10,000 plus people in their kettlebell you know, community, although that one's a little uh, it's so big that you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes in there. And I, I don't envy the admins trying to keep up with the the amount of uh, craziness that goes on in there, but you know, that's neither here nor there, but you can join an online community that gives you support. And, you know, there's groups for power lifters. There's groups for strongmen. There's groups for uh, Highland games. There's groups for kettlebell sport. There's groups just for fat loss. There's groups for parents, right? Like there are so many communities out there that you can find a group of, like-minded people that are pursuing the same things that you are right so find that community search it out and then interact and put yourself out there a little bit be supportive be positive Uh, you know show up and and answer questions when you when you feel like you can or ask questions if you need help that's okay right Um, that's one of the things I love about online communities there are people like me are in online communities as much as anything to help others to answer questions, right? Like I love being active in the Kettlebell Kings community because I know a lot about kettlebells. It's kind of my thing. Um, So people ask questions and I answer, you know, Um, I try not to get in fights with people but sometimes it happens very rarely but occasionally you get somebody who's in there being a jerk and I'm more than happy to engage uh, in in those types of conversations if necessary. But mostly, especially the smaller the group, you're going to find that it's just a positive, uh, positive uplifting experience, right? But when you are in an online community, I will say as a caveat emptor vet um, the sources of your information, if you're in a large community and you ask a question and somebody comes back at you with a response um, without proper context, or they, they give you a response and you have no idea who, who they are, it's totally okay to check their credentials or ask them like, what their background is, or, or whatever, right? Like, so be careful with who you take advice from in an online community. Um, But it's great for support, especially. Um, Number six is join a team of like minded people. Like I was just talking about the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, a group of people meeting a few times a week to pursue our goals and work together and push each other. You know, that's why we that's why we train, Um, you know, and I, I love having that team, you know, and it doesn't have to be kettlebell sport. Find your thing. It can be running, cycling, um, whatever, you know, powerlifting, weightlifting, CrossFit, Highland Games, the list goes on and on, right? Um, schejoring. I don't care. Find find your thing and find find a group of people that, that do that, and it will help you reach your goals, you know, and it, that even can, that goes outside of outside of health and fitness, right? Like if you're trying to save money, join a, join a support group for people that are trying to save money. There are, there are accountability groups for that, right? The the internet is an amazing thing. It can connect you to so many things now. So um, there's really no excuse for not finding support other than that you haven't put in the effort, frankly. So put in the effort, find uh, a team of like-minded people, right? Join, join a team, find your thing and join a team. Um, I'm very much a, or join a league right even if it's like oh, i don't like being part of team sports right like my brother my oldest brother plays tennis right he, he's not part of a tennis team although he does have a partner he plays doubles with but you know he's not part of a tennis team but he is part of a he is a member at a tennis club you know and he goes and plays tennis and t- plays tennis tournaments and that keeps him active and keeps him healthy and keeps him running it keeps him doing all those things keeps him competing right so find your thing and do your thing you know find a group of people or find a league whatever find somewhere to do your thing something that's going to help you keep consistent. Um, And then the last one I put, and I'm biased here, um, hire a coach. I, I fully admit that I'm biased because I am a coach. I see the value in coaching, but I also have coaches I've worked with a number of kettlebell coaches throughout my career that have helped form who I am, help form my opinions, help me hone my technique. I've picked up different, different cues and different things from working with different coaches. I've, I still hire kettlebell coaches. Um, Juan peyo I've been, I've been working with. He's been helping me with my GPP, although I've got a you know, shout out to Juan. I've got to actually do the programming that he's put together for me. It's awesome. I've just got to carve out the time and actually do it more consistently. Um, but you know, I, I've, invested in coaching. I have a nutrition coach, um, right? Like I, I invest in those things because I find value in them. And I think I think they are incredibly valuable. And I think they're worth the investment. It's an investment in yourself. It's an investment in learning the skills and shortening your, your learning curve. It's not that you can't learn it on your own. It's just going to take you a lot more time, a lot more frustration probably. And you it, it will take you a lot longer to get where you want to go than working with a coach who can teach you the, the right techniques that will get you where you wanna go much, much faster. Likely save you money in the long run, but also time. And time is the one resource you can't get back. Um, don't trade time, don't use time as a currency um, very often because it's the one resource we can't get back. You can make more money, you can't make more time. So those are some of the tips uh, that I had. So start with your doctor, build a team of providers, talk to your significant other. Find an accountability buddy or a group of accountability partners. Um, Find an online community to support you. Join an actual team or a league um, and or hire a coach, right? Those are all things that you can do. And some of them cost money. Some of them do not. There are a lot of free resources out there. And just asking for support is always free. You can always ask for help. So I have no idea how long I've been talking now. It feels like of just like a few minutes, but I'm sure it's much, much longer than that. Um, Haven't been checking the clock. So um, I'm going to sign off and say thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of my community. And if you're interested in in gaining support um, or you want to join uh, the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club or you want to join my online community, the Kettlebell Fat Blast community is free. Um, You know, you want to join the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, reach out to me. If you need nutrition coaching, reach out to me. I, I am happy I am happy to support uh, in whatever capacity I can um, because I am wanting to help as many people as I can. So thank you so much, and we will talk to you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Platform Podcast. I'm Jordan Cundey-Wright. We'll be back with a new episode for you next week. Please don't forget to register for the Twin Cities Kettlebell Open on our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com. And if you have a question or a suggestion, please email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club. And if you want to step onto the platform and compete in kettlebell sport, please reach out to me. Until next time.